You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. We don't need a name. We're a team. Your, your name is Team. You're on a tight leash too, bro. Wayne Haskins. Mr. Glass, Carson Wentz, and his offense. Prime time. Damn. Yeah, I love your optimism. I had to get a tall boy for the event. The New York football giants. Deep sleep. Deep, bro. Al Michaels is showing up to work. Nate Solder, get your ass in the building. <laughs> Dude, you should see B. Wills' face right now. He's so giddy. Appreciate being a part of the show, guys. Yes, sir. That was as great as I thought it could be. <laughs> The boys are up to their old tricks, and welcome all to week six of the NFC East Feast. You already know it's your boy, B. Joining me, as always, is Mr. Dalton Schultz. Oh, that's not Dalton Schultz. I'm sorry. That's George Van Riper. What's up, partner? What's going on, man? So good to see you. So good to see you. Not so good to talk about the feast, but it is what it is, brother. Oh, it's good to talk about the feast. You probably don't want to talk about one of the teams in the NFC East, but we'll get to them uh, in a little bit. Um, I wanted to start it off with a team who pulled off a comeback from behind road victory, and that was the Philadelphia Eagles. They went into Carolina. I believe they were down 16 to three. I think no, 16 to six, excuse me, at halftime. Jalen Hurts leads them a come-from-behind win against a quality opponent, a tough defense. Now, this wasn't pretty for Philadelphia. Uh, Jalen really struggled throwing the football in this game, but he used his legs and had two second-half rushing touchdowns. So a word that you used to describe your bro Heineke last week was grit. And that's what Jalen Hurts has, man. I don't know if the talent is ever going to be there. But the kid, ha- the kid has heart, and he's a leader, and that's why they won this football game. Um, Devontae Smith, uh, I've spoke about him the past couple of weeks, the, the Heisman Trophy from Alabama. He had another nice game catching the football, although he did have a fumble. So, you know, growing pains from him. But all in all, I think uh, a positive week in Philadelphia. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I thought Philly looked good. You know, I, I like the way that Jalen Hurts was running a lot of RPO, uh, mm-hmm. mostly running the ball. But, you know, he looked good. And I think we've been high on Jalen for in pretty much all year. I mean, it, it's, it's, he's, you know, he's taken the team on its back. As you said before, I think he has the ball in his hand like some type of 80, 82% yes. of the time on the offense. So it's, you know, they, they have to use him as much as possible. But I, I think they're, they're gaining a little bit of chemistry in that locker room. They're gaining some confidence. I saw it the week prior too, uh, but they really showed it against this, against this Panthers team who, who, as we all or I guess only me thought they were something half decent, <laughs> but it looks like they're getting beat by the Eagles. Um, and then the week prior being beat by the Cowboys. So who knows what we think about the Panthers moving forward? Yeah. I mean, Carolina's on, on a little bit of a, a downturn. Sam Darnold had three interception in this game so he's kind of you know looking like old Sam Darnold uh two of those interceptions I do want to talk about were from Darius Slay now we've talked about in the NFC East the past couple years as much as Philadelphia may have had their ups and downs since Darius Slay was traded from Detroit over to Philadelphia 
He's been nothing but a shutdown corner. He doesn't get a lot of interceptions because he doesn't get a lot of balls thrown his way. But he had two big picks, one of them in the first half that really kept them in this game. So Darius Slay playing huge for them. Um, they also had the special teams player of the week, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. So we got to get a, a shout out, um, a big second half punt block, which is what really sent them up in this game was TJ Edwards, one of their linebackers. He had five special teams tackle and that big punt block. So congratulations, TJ, for getting the special teams player of the week. Um, you know, I'm always talking about those hog mollies on the on the defensive line of Philadelphia. Javon Hargrave had another sack and Fletcher Cox had a sack for them. So big time defense for Philadelphia, and that led them to an impressive victory. Um, something I did see for the Eagles is for the rest of the season, the Eagles have the third easiest schedule remaining. So that's, I mean, I, I, right now, obviously my Cowboys are kind of running away with the East, but for that wild card spot, which I think might come from the East, the Eagles are tied for second right now at two and three. But with that soft schedule, you never know. They might make a run. So we shall see. We shall see, man. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing my boys play next week. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> well, well, I know what happened this past week. And um, the New Orleans Saints came into the nation's capital to play the Washington football team. And they, they came away with a W, man. Uh, 33 to 22 was the final. You guys let Jameis Winston throw four touchdowns against you. One of them was just awful, man. The first half ended on a Hail Mary, and Marquez Callaway comes down on it. Like, dude, what is, George, what is going on? The Washington football team is now the worst scoring defense in the NFC. They're allowing 33 points a game. Like, what, what do you have to say for your boys right now? I think we're the worst defense in the NFL, bro. Oh, wow. I'm not, I, I truly think that. I, I don't think our DBs are worth anything whatsoever. Landon Collins can't can't make a tackle. Cameron Curlett not flush, flashing the signs that he did last year. You know, uh, I, I'm struggling to say one good player on our defense right now other than maybe montez sweat because he's getting pressure on the quarterback yes chase young got a fumble uh sack fumble uh, last week that was nice to see but the dbs in the back when they, they just really struggle communicating uh they maybe they need to see a counselor they should all sit in a room <laughs> and hold hands i'm not sure exactly but something needs to happen here i don't know if it needs to happen from the top with jack del rio i don't know if it needs to happen with ron rivera this is getting really ugly and embarrassing for everybody and we're tired of hearing how they're just miscommunicating and things are going to get better throughout the year. I'm not seeing it. They're leading people wide open in zone defense, and I've been saying this. They're letting people cross the middle of the field just wide open off across the middle of the field. They let you know the, the safety, half the time he has deep third, he ends up cheating up on play action when I, I don't know why our deep third's cheating on play action, and he ends up getting beat deep. And that happens at least twice a freaking game bro and it's two it's two 67 yard touchdowns it's getting out of control it's so hard to watch as i told you prior to this prior to this pod i i bought nfl ticket and i regret it because i should have <laughs> streamed it illegally and i should have just kept that going and now i have to pay to watch my team just play horrendous defense it's a struggle, man. I agree. Um, like you said, though, there's some signs of life. Chase Young got his first sack, which was a forced fumble. Deron Payne scooped it up. Um, my favorite mullet, Cole Holcomb, had a nice interception in this game. 
So, I mean, at least your defense generating some turnovers might get some juices flowing. I don't know, though, man. I mean, Jameis Winston is hot and cold. Clearly, this was a, a hot game for him. We've talked about Alvin Kamara. He had over 120 yards, had both a receiving and a rushing touchdown. So I don't think it's anything against the Washington football defense that you couldn't contain one of the best weapons in the league. But when you're letting a, a Hail Mary go, that's that's a problem. And it's this defense was coming into this season, everyone thought was going to be, I would say, an easily top 10, probably top five defense. And now they're sitting at the bottom of the league. So And Taylor it, Taylor Heineke did not help our defense. I mean, he mm. did throw two picks. Uh, he did not throw for a touchdown. He threw for like 250. You know, he did his thing when he needed to. But uh, it, it was hard for me to kind of have Taylor's back after seeing last week's performance. Uh, the Saints defense was pretty beat up as well. Uh, I thought the offensive line did pretty well. I know CT sent me a text and he showed me some of Samuel Cosme's, uh, Sam Cosme's tape, and he mm-hmm. looked like he had great technique and he's building confidence. And 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 I think Taylor likes him a lot. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next week. But I just have again, I I'm the only one on this podcast that chose the Saints to win because I truly know how bad we are on the back end, <laughs> and it, it, it's just the truth. I'm not willing to be naive about it anymore. We are a not a good football team. That's that's what I've been saying. Yeah, the football team is not playing well right now. Um, you know, I always like to, to put you know, a, a little cherry on top. Uh, Terry McLaurin, although he didn't have his best game, he was shadowed by Marshawn Lattimore, who's an absolute baller at cornerback. But I did see that he leads the NFL with 49 targets this year without a drop. So although he didn't have his best game, Scary Terry is automatic. So I don't know, man. I think the Heineke honeymoon is over. And oh, wow. I wouldn't it's, say that. I wouldn't I, even say that, and I'm pretty pessimistic. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't need you to say it. I'm going to say it for All you. Right. Um, the, the Heineke honeymoon is One over. I repeat that. No, three in a row now. I believe he's put up a stinker. So I think it's time for you guys in DC to start a stinker. Looking, looking at the injury report and hoping uh, that Ryan Fitzpatrick, who I thought was going to be your downfall, now he might be your only hope at saving this team and maybe fighting for a wild card. But I think the more that Taylor Heineke plays, the more he looks like the backup XFL quarterback that we all knew that he was. So I better, agree better with that. Okay. No, you don't. You don't have to agree with it. And, and I'm sorry. I'm not, not trying to be mean to you. I'm not trying to kick your team while you're down. But I do believe when the defense is playing porous, that you need a quality quarterback. And right now, you're not getting quality quarterback play. So nothing against Taylor. We can just call him quarterback number four for the Washington football team. But whoever that guy is right now, he's not playing well. And the victories are not going to come unless his play gets much better. It definitely looks like our team does not have a team name because we have no identity. So, (laughs) well, maybe we can start calling them what it was the the Red Tails or the Red Hawks. I don't know, but just to get something going for them. But let's end our week five recap on a high note where we saw the New York football giants and how about them Dallas Cowboys face off in what was supposed to be America's game of the week. But this was an NFC East clash. And actually, something that shocked me when I was looking back at the highlights is this game was actually 17-13 to midway through the third quarter before it got out of hand and the Cowboys blew the fucking roof off that game. Excuse my language. I was just um, reading some of John Gruden's emails and I haven't cleaned the filth out of my mouth yet. So I will I will try to clean that up as the pod progresses. But man, the, um, the Giants actually played pretty tough for the majority of this game considering just how injured they were um with 
I think Saquon only had two carries before he sprained his ankle and he was out. He's probably going to miss a few weeks. I thought it was pretty funny, George. Um, our good friend and a friend of the pod, Mr. C.T. Hamilton, uh, sent us a, a meme that said, Saquon Barkley is just the running back version of Carson Wentz. And this isn't my opinion, but I do want to share CT's opinion because he, of everyone we know, might be have the highest football IQ. And CT told me, this was like two or three weeks ago, man, Saquon Barkley is a bust and nobody's saying it. That the, his rookie year, he showed flashes. And ever since then, he's been hurt often. And when he's in the game, he'll have one or two big plays, but he's not consistent for a while. The, the, the hot take to say was that he was better than Zeke. And I even believed in myself last year as Zeke was struggling. But clearly that's not the case anymore. So I don't know. Maybe I'll put a poll up on Instagram. If you guys have an opinion, let me know. Is Saquon Barkley a bust? I know he's hurt again. And that that's not good for the New York Giants. Another thing that's not good is Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones went for a rushing touchdown. We all know Daniel Jones has wheels. And somebody I told you guys last week was going to flash when Jalen Smith was cut was Jabril Cox, the rookie from LSU. Jabril Cox walked down Daniel Jones, although he had a step on him, and he banged him, gave him a concussion. I don't know if you saw Daniel Jones when he tried to stand up, but he looked like he just took a couple shots of Robitussin because that boy was a woozy. So he left with a concussion. He's not going to play this week. Kenny Galladay also, um, he's always injured, um, had a soft tissue injury. He was out this game. So it was rough for the Giants, man. One guy I do want to highlight for the Giants, and I hate to toot my horn, guys, but I'll do it a little bit. I told you all last week that Kadarius Toney was the guy to look out for, the rookie from Florida. What did he do? 10 catches, 189 yards. He also threw a punch, and he got ejected. But that's besides the point. Kadarius Toney is a baller. So um, for all my fantasy guys out there, if he's still somehow on the waiver wire, scoop him up. And if anybody's looking for a running back this week, um, Devontae Booker, their backup, did have two touchdowns after Saquon exited. So if you got a bye week and need a running back, Devontae Booker's not a bad play. George, what do you think about this, Cam? Uh, it's really hard to tell, B, uh, you know, because let's be real. That wasn't the New York Giants team that started the year. Uh, right. Their their pivotal players were all out. And um, I know that we're, we're all high on the Cowboys. And, and let's be real, they're more than likely going to win the East. I just haven't seen them really have a challenge. Again, I know we talked earlier about them playing the Chargers. Was, and we all Chargers know how that damn good right now. We all know how that game went and, and how you guys got that win. So I won't go there. But. I see the Cowboys um, having a pretty weak schedule. They're going to get to the playoffs. They're more than likely, again, going to win the division. Uh, the Giants now, I don't know how they can come back from not having Daniel Jones, uh, Kenny on and off the shelf. Um, you know, who knows who's going to get right? Somebody's got to step up soon. Mike Lennon's, I don't think, going to be the best quarterback in the, in the East anytime soon. So they're going to have to find somebody. Maybe on the IR, like maybe maybe they get Heineke, bro. You know, maybe we trade Heineke <laughs> for Glennon. You know, so let, let, let's step up, bro. Where you at, Glennon? But anyways, yeah, man. I, I, the Cowboys are really good. They're really good, and I'm again looking forward to see them play somebody. Yeah, well, well, there's they're um they're probably this. We'll talk about a week six coming up. So I'm not sure if it's going to be the week where they really play a quality opponent yet, but man, they are rolling George in this four game win streak. They are averaging 35 points per game and 
they're averaging over 200 rush yards per game. Like That's impressive, man. We said it last week. Is Zeke back? I think he is. He had another 21 carries for 110 yards and a touchdown. Also had a receiving touchdown. Tony Pollard, 14 carries, 75 yards. So him and Zeke are both averaging over five yards a carry. I don't think there's a better one-two punch in the league right now. And as much as I love Dak, um, the Cowboys are better when Dak doesn't have to win in the game. When Zeke is running the ball like that, um, I'm sure you guys may have seen on Instagram, I posted Pro Football Focus has the Cowboys as the number one rated offensive line right now. Um, and other than Trent Williams, who actually used to play in the NFC East, um, number two and three highest ranked offensive linemen are Zach Martin and Tyron Smith. So I don't know if we... I heard, uh, uh, I heard big old Trent's the one that snitched on the trainer in Washington, but that's just something I heard. Oh, damn. Trent's dry snitching. You see the one who yeah. leaked Gruden's emails? Yeah, that's why he left Washington, by the way, is because Ooh. of the training staff. Damn, so, just saying, Trent, bro. Then is damn is, yeah. is, is he Trent Williams or is he Edward Snowden, bro? Wow, yeah, dude. Saying, bro. I heard he was missing Tustin with the opioids, bro. You know, oh, so it's, the whistleblower. Yeah. yeah, bro. Jolly Rancher's all Tusk. You know, unbelievable, man. Well, dude, that's <laughs> that's what that's what's going on. In, you know, in other news in the NFL. Back to the Cowboys. I mean, how do we win that game, though? Really, when you think about how do we win that game after the, the DEA come to our freaking training facility? It's, it's not good, man. The, the, the off the field stuff, whether it's the, the John Gruden, Bruce Allen emails, or it's the Ryan Vermillion dealing pain pills, that might be your biggest problem in DC, man. And like, and it's it's trickulating its way onto the field. And as much of as I love Ron Rivera as a leader of men. It's hard with all those outside distractions to, to get those guys focused. Um, but back to the boys. Um, like I said, it's the, the, I love Dak, but we're better and we're not depending on him. But you know I got to have some stats on my boy Dak. This is his third consecutive game with three or more touchdowns. He's up to 13 passing touchdowns on the year. That is third in the NFL. And his completion percentage is a absolutely ridiculous 73.9. That is second in the NFL. So I think we could all agree that Dak Prescott, is earning that big paycheck that he cashes every Monday morning. Um, but that's that's about it for uh, for week five. Um, I want to get into week six now. And week six of the NFL season will start in the NFC East, where Tom Brady and the defending Super Bowl champs will come to Lincoln Financial Field to play the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, guys, I don't want to break this game down just yet, because as I'm sure all of you know, um, our, our favorite uh, – Picker Jay Luds and his spreads will be on at the end of the game at the end of the show. So we'll we'll talk X's and O's with him. So we'll wait to break down Tampa Bay versus Philadelphia. So let's progress into the other games of Week Six in the NFC East. And I want to talk about your boys, the Washington Football Team. They will remain at home, and they will be playing a team that has the same record as them. George, probably if I told you when the season started that during week six, the Washington football team and Kansas City Chiefs were going to have the same record. You would be pretty happy about that. Be like, oh, are we both four and one? Like, what's going on? But you're both two and three. The Chiefs are struggling, as is the football team. Maybe they're vulnerable enough. Could you guys possibly steal the win? What do you think? That's tough, man. I, I really want to do – I really want to believe in my team again. I just – I'm not there yet, and I know I sound sad, bro, because I'm sad, bit. you know? And in Patrick Mahomes, uh, we haven't really had any issues with an athletic quarterback yet. Uh, Daniel Jones, yeah, Daniel Jones did put up 67 yards. He did. Um, he put up like 90, bro. Yeah. 
and he did break away. Yeah, this is going to be bad, man. This is going to be bad. Uh, <laughs> I will say, though, I, I did just uh, do a little bit of research here and, and did my scouting uh-huh. report, and it looks like Kansas City is pretty beat up on the defensive end, and they're pretty pretty beat up on the offensive end. So, you know, maybe there's something to be said about that. I, I don't see us winning. I, I see our defense – continuing to be garbage i see our defense continuing to to not communicate um i I see a little bit of frustration and flat out anger towards each other this week if we don't put it together uh i could i could see some the locker room skirmishes i i could see some maybe people throwing other people's names out to the press uh it's going to get bad if our defense continues to be one of the worst in the league uh based off anticipations from from the fans anticipations from the coaching staff it's it's going to get bad we're going to be pointing fingers at each other but i i I hope for the best i think if we can contain patrick mahomes and we can you know find a little bit of groove in their running game so we can get the ball out of his hands and slow the clock down i think that's really our only chance we need to get the ball more to obviously we've talked about this antonio gibson you know, yes. he's got to get at least 20, 25 touches. But again, he's beat up every single week. So our I, I looked into this as well. You you mentioned something about the Cowboys offensive line being the best in the league. I did see we were we were one or we were two or three in, in rushing offensive line. Uh Pretty so good. we are getting off the ball really well. And I don't see why we're not running the ball more, uh, considering our issues that we're having on defense and and the interceptions that Heineke has recently thrown. What do you think about this game? I think you guys are going to play inspired football this week. I think you guys put the distractions behind you and put on one of your best performances of the year. You said it. Um, Antonio Gibson had two touchdowns last week. So, like, he's he's there, guys. you got to give him the football. You remember when um, Sandra Bullock in the movie The Blind Side called the coach on the sideline? She said, run the damn football. Well, maybe y'all need Sandra Bullock from The Blind Side to call Coach Rivera or Scott Turner because you guys need to run the football. Although the Chiefs are struggling, like all their guys are pretty much there. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, their running back, does have a sprained MCL. He's going to miss a few weeks. So they're going to have to depend on probably Daryl Williams and Jarek McKinnon to carry the load there. But I don't expect them to run the football against you guys. So you need to, obviously, I don't know if it's possible to double team both Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, but you need to make the others, I will call them, beat you. The um, guys like Byron Pringle and McCole Hardman, um, guys like that. You can't let Cheetah beat you. Clearly, that's much easier said than done. And Travis Kelsey is a night matchup nightmare. Do you think that you will have a guy like Landon Collins or Cam Curl or maybe a Cole Holcomb or Jamin Davis? Who do you think is going to be matched up with Kelsey? Oh, man, it's tough because nobody can cover on our defense, so it really doesn't matter. But Jamin Davis will more than likely cover. I, I think Landon Collins, he's shown a lot of weekends, uh, weakness in his right. past defense. And, again, I, I'm just trying to think of somebody that could co- – yeah, Cole Holcomb's not bad. Don't get me wrong. Get a pick at, last week. At, at covering, and he's fast just like Jamin is. But, again, as far as the athletes, I'm not worried about, man. I'm not worried about us being athletes. I'm not worried about them being athletes. I'm worried about dudes running 60 yards wide open. Mm. And and that's not athletic. That is simply a breakdown in defensive scheme. And that's what I'm seeing. I'm not seeing them beat us athletically. Yeah, I mean, but you also haven't went up against probably the fastest player in the NFL in Tyreek Hill. So I hope that your athletes yeah. are ready for the speed of a guy they call Cheetah. 
I want to flip over to the other side of the ball. Um, we got two struggling defenses. Um, the Chiefs do have uh, two beasts on the defensive line. Uh, Frank Clark, their D-end, and Chris Jones, their defensive tackle, is one of the best in the league. So you said um, Big Samuel Cosme has been playing well. Is Brandon Sheriff going to be in this game, or is he going to be out? No, he'll be out for another two weeks more than likely, yeah. He'll be out. Yeah. So hopefully uh, Chase Roulier and whoever your other guard is are ready to step up. West Schweizer. West Schweitzer. Yeah. All right. Well, he, they better step up, man, because Chris Jones is coming. And be careful for the Honey Badger. Heineke's been a little sloppy with the football, throwing some interceptions. Cannot have that this week. He doesn't have to be a hero. He doesn't have to be diving to the pylon like he did against the Bucks in the playoffs last year. He just needs to protect the football. That offensive line needs to step up and run the football. Antonio Gibson needs at least 20 carries. And if he's not getting at least 20, you guys are going to certainly lose this football game. But I saw um, Pattinson, the undrafted free agent from Buffalo, had a few carries last week. Maybe he gets a couple totes. J.D. McKissick in the short passing game. Hopefully he's involved. Everybody, all hands on deck for the Washington football team. Unfortunately, I don't think it will be enough in this game. I think you guys play very well at home. You play inspired. But I do have the Chiefs getting back on track with a 33 to 26 victory. How about you? Yeah, um, I, I, I agree with you. You know, I can't pick my team here as much as I, I want to, which I don't really. Um, <laughs> uh, but, um, no, I, I, I started noticing something and, and it hurt my feelings a little bit when you were talking about Heineke, but I'm sorry. You got, you got my, got me thinking and, and, and I did see some throws that he made. Uh, that he needed a little oomph on, and and people have talked about his arm strength, and I know we've seen quarterbacks in the league be okay with not the greatest arm strength, but I, I think he needs that, and and that's something that he doesn't have, and I don't think you can teach that, and and I'm starting to notice that more and more, especially when he's throwing the ball across the field and and he's throwing these interceptions, so. Yeah, man. I, I hope they protect him. I hope that he doesn't throw nearly as much as he has been. And I think they're starting to understand that they 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 kind of have to get uh get get off of that track right now. And you know, I think the Chiefs take this one pretty handedly. Uh okay. if we can't run the football. So I'm gonna go ahead and say seventeen to twenty seven. Yeah. 17 to 27. Well, that would actually be an improvement for your defense holding the Chiefs under 30. But and like I, if I, I think you guys can hold the Chiefs to under 30. You just need to generate some offense. And hopefully you do that. And hopefully this is a competitive game because even a, a tough loss to Kansas City might inspire you guys. And as we know, although the Cowboys seem to be running away with this division, you know, we're another Dak Prescott turned ankle, knock on wood, from, you know, the the Cooper rushes of the world coming into this game. So this, you know, it's 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 October thirteenth, guys. So it's a lot, a lot of football still to be played. Um, another team who's going to be looking for a desperate win is going to be the New York Football Giants, um, and they will be playing the Los Angeles Rams, one of the best teams in the NFL. Now the Giants. Uh, I mean, I, I believe Mike Glennon is going to have to be the starting quarterback in this game. I mean, they are at home, so there's. I mean, if, if that's a, a positive sign, but uh, Mike Glennon is probably going to be your starting quarterback. Uh, Devontae Booker is going to be your starting running back. Uh, like I said, I, I love the kid, Tony. I think Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard are going to play in this game, so he might have a few more weapons at his disposal. But goddamn, dude, that Rams defense is so nasty. Um, who, whoever Jalen Ramsey decides to lock up on. Just consider that guy taken out of the game. 
the Giants offensive line, we've they've, they've been playing a lot better. I've trashed them in the preseason. They've been playing a hell of a lot better than I gave them credit for. Andrew Thomas has stepped up, but it doesn't matter. You're going up against Aaron Donald, who I believe, regardless of position, is the best player in the NFL. So Aaron Donald's going to be wreaking havoc in that backfield all day. I just don't think there's any way the Giants can even be competitive in this game. And it's not because they're a horrible football team. I think they're much better than their 1-4 record would tell you. But I think with the slew of injuries that they have, and they're playing one of the better teams in the NFL, I, I think the Rams dominate this game. I see Daryl Henderson and Sony Michelle running all over them. And I think, um, let's talk, we had got, got to get him in the podcast. I'll see my boy Jackpot. You know, he scored a few touchdowns and uh, against the Giants in that stadium. So I'll say Jackpot gets in the end zone. And, I mean, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, there, there's just, dude, there's too many guys in that offense. Stafford looks very comfortable in his new home. So I got the Rams to win this game in a blowout. I got Los Angeles 34 to 14. What say you? Yeah, man. Actually, I got the Giants in this game, bro. What? (laughs) You dude. (laughs) Uh, No, man. I don't think I'll ever pick Mike Glennon to win a game ever. (laughs) So you don't have to worry about that. But yeah, I agree with everything you said. I I, I'm I'm still heated about Sean McVay leaving our boys, uh, the Redskins at the time, and 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 moving on to the to a a great team in the Rams. You know, it's it's it was a hard to see him leave and and. To see uh, John's boy Jay Gruden uh, stick there at, at, at Washington, uh, but he's been nothing but great—a great coach at the Rams. And I, I think they not only beat beat the Giants in talent, but they also beat him in coaching staff. I, I can't Correct. really say that there's. Um, a, I'm so high on Sean McVay. I'm willing to say that I don't really know a better coach than Sean McVay as far as a players' coach. He has got to be one of the most respected players quote coach in the league wouldn't you say i mean the guys oh. love the guy young youth he i don't know if you saw maybe it was it wasn't last week two weeks ago he started screaming throwing shit ran to the locker room that was I when mean, they beat when they beat the bucks dude he's, sp- dude. he's beating his players downfield sprinting probably because he's the same age as them but like <laughs> yes he so cl- clearly he he relates to his players um he he it, and he's dude that he has one of those like when if you've ever heard lebron james uh break down a basketball game in a post game press conference and yep. he almost has that like rain man type of memory he'll like remember exactly where everybody was sean mcveigh does the same exact thing so sean mcveigh is as good as it comes in this league in the x's and o's and like you said his players love him and i think that's why the rams as of right now i'd put them right up there with with the bucks and my cowboys as the elite uh teams in the nfc so bad week for giants fans hopefully you guys get healthy and um, you know, could put together. So you know, they start the Giants started off zero and five last year. I believe at one point they were two and seven, and they still were playing for the NFC East title in Week Seventeen. Um, so you never know. So Giants, this isn't your week, but keep your head up, boys. You never know what's going to happen in this crazy NFL. And like you said, I mean, maybe six or seven too many bowls from uh, Chunky Soup from your boy Zeke gains a little bit of weight. Maybe Dak rolls his ankle, dude. This whole division just. Looks a lot different, you know? You be, I'm knocking on wood again, dude. Don't you put it on my Cowboys. We're playing very well right now. So the last thing that we need is a fat Zeke and a broken pack, okay? <laughs> <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about a thin Zeke and healthy Dak. My Dallas Cowboys are going into Foxborough where they will be playing the New England Patriots, which is – that's a house of horrors for us, man. We've never beat Bill Belichick, and he's been there for 20 years. And I don't believe we've beaten the Patriots since, like, the 60s. So this has been a very um, lopsided, um, not really a rivalry, but you know, lopsided between these two teams. But times have changed. 
in uh, Boston. You can say that. Ever since Tom Brady left, this isn't the same football team. And although um, I do like Mac Jones, he's clearly not there yet, and he just doesn't have the weapons. I do respect the Patriots' defense. They have, um, although they dealt, they dealt Stephon Gilmore to Carolina, I love J.C. Jackson, their corner. So I expect him um, to be a real problem for uh, C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper. And uh, Matthew Judon, who is a pass rushing linebacker, I think he's got like five, maybe six sacks already. He's a, a big free agent signing they brought over from the Ravens. He's going to be a problem for us. So I, I think the Patriots actually play a very inspired, competitive game. But I just don't think they have the weapons on offense to score enough points. Um, as I said, the Cowboys have, been, have averaged um, 35 points a game these past four weeks. I think we come back to down to earth in this game. Uh, but but there's there's just there's too much meat on the bone when it comes to our offense right now. The O line is playing fantastic. Lyle Collins that that uh, that the suspension is about to be lifted after this week. So one more week we get healthy on the O line. Neville Gallimore and Demarcus Lawrence and Donovan Wilson are all very soon to be returning as well. So it's kind of crazy. As good as the Cowboys are playing, they're getting a lot of their guys back. But let's focus on who's going to be playing this week. And that is, that's my boy Dak. I think uh, at, at, the, at the level Dak is playing, he's still going to be serviceable in this game. I think he will struggle, maybe throw one of his first interceptions of the season against this Patriots defense because it is on the road. It's going to be loud. It's going to be Boston. You saw the weather when the Bucks were there a couple weeks ago. It was nasty, cold rain. So I could see maybe with the weather being a bit of an issue. But if it is, I love my two-headed monster running back. As I said, Ezekiel Elliott is playing at his 2016 NFL rushing yard leader level. He is third in the NFL right now in rushing behind Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb. Whenever you put your name amongst those elites, that's saying something, man. And Tony Pollard as a change of pace back is just such a problem, dude. So I think the Cowboys, again, depend on the running game in, uh, this, in th- this game. I think that Dak struggles a bit. But we run the football, and what do you know, George? I say we get a turnover or two because my – oops, he did it again. Trayvon Diggs had his NFL-leading sixth interception, bro. It's so crazy that he keeps doing this. Six interceptions in only five games. He leads the NFL. Really cool story came out this week about Trayvon. Um, when he was at Alabama, I think he was a freshman, possibly a sophomore. He, he was recruited as a wide receiver, much like his brother, Stefan Diggs. Nick Saban, and this just goes to show you how much Nick Saban knows football, changed Trayvon Diggs' position from wide receiver to cornerback, which put Trayvon Diggs in tears. And he called Stefan Diggs to be consoled. And Stefan, like a good big brother, said, hey, man, Coach Saban knows what he's doing. I say, just follow this process, and I think you're going to be all right. And goddamn was Coach Saban correct. Trayvon Diggs is one of the elite corners in this NFL right now. And because of him, the Dallas Cowboys lead the NFL with 12, tur- 12 turnovers. Clearly, he has half of those. So I think um, if it's not Trayvon, maybe it will be my boy DeMonte Casey or Anthony Brown, who had a pick six last week. I think we get some timeless tur- turnovers. And the Cowboys win a competitive game, I'll say 27 to 23. How about them Cowboys? Yeah, you know, uh, this is going to be an interesting game. I, I, I don't want to say that. Well, I'm going to say, I, I don't think your defense is that good. I, I think that you have a lot of turnovers. Um, you've given up the 25th most allowed uh, yards in the right. season. So that's something to say. Uh, without those timely turnovers, I don't know if you're 4-1. and one. 
Uh, maybe you are, but let's be real. Everyone has turnovers and, and, and wins a lot of games. So the Patriots could easily win this game. Uh, I think that if they control the line of scrimmage, I think if they, they, they hold off Zeke to 70, 60, 70 yards, Tony to 40, 50 yards, I mm-hmm. think they have a good opportunity here. Now they're not, they're running the mill in the rush defense. Uh, I would feel a little bit better if there were a higher rated rush defense. I think they're 14th in the league right now. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's tough because I've, um, my bias is always going against the Cowboys, but I, after seeing them just score touchdown after touchdown after touchdown, and I know it was against the Giants and and their banged up defense, but you know what? I'm just gonna give it to them, dude. I'll give it to the boys. I think Dak's gonna throw a couple touchdowns here because they are gonna be focused so much on the run. Maybe it's a play action. Maybe he rolls out. Maybe he hits a couple screen passes uh, when they're when they're rushing them pretty hard. I'm gonna give them the game. I'm gonna give them. Um, 24 to 21. It's going to be a close game, I think. I like that. The Patriots have a very good offensive line. Uh, Damian Harris is a good running back. You got to watch out for Brandon Bolden out of the backfield. And I really like their tight ends um, for fantasy purposes, especially this week. Either Jonu Smith or um, Hunter Henry. I I think that those guys might make a play or two. But I think the Cowboys do enough to uh, to get a tough road victory and go to 5-1. And the last game that I want to talk about, we we saved it for our boy. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will open up uh, the Week 6 schedule, and that will be tomorrow night in the city, city of Brotherly Love. And they will be playing Jay Ludd's Buccaneers. We's back. Hey, hold up. Hold up real quick, bro. We we gave Jay Ludd's all kinds of love last week, bro. <laughs> we gave him all kinds of love. <laughs> He deserved it though. He was eleven and zero in a two week span. Yeah. If y'all, I feel yeah. sorry. First of all, if y'all lost some money because of Jay Luds, uh, I can give you his address if you want. If you want. <laughs> uh, Not your best week, Luds. Yeah, terrible week. Terrible week. Uh, yeah. Still over five hundred. Uh, he's got nothing to say, dude. Yes. No. No. I, you, you, oh, I mean, you're, I'm you're ten, and se- ten and yeah. seven overall. Still. <laughs> <laughs> Ten and seven overall in the NFC East. Although you had a winless week, you missed uh, for the first time ever. The upset parlay didn't hit, but you did hit one of the two upsets. We can't say it was a complete dud. Um, what, <laughs> one of the what, six three, games he picked, bro. Hey, <laughs> but but the upset parlay was almost completed. He had the Browns over the Chargers, and that was a great competitive game. So if the Browns could have pulled that off, Luds would have had another upset parlay. Yeah, but it's all good. You're still ten and seven, a winning better in the NFC East. But let's talk football before we get into these bets, Luds. How do yep. you think your Buccaneers fare going into Philadelphia? Uh, I think their defense played a lot better last week. Uh, their their offense mm-hmm. is starting to roll, and I think it took a, like a week or two. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna put up points regardless, but uh, I think they looked really good last week. So um, the running game's starting to get going. They're feeding Leonard Fournette more. I like to see that, okay. um, and he looks pretty good, man. He he can receive the ball a little too. I think he had. Four, five, four, four catches, I think, last week. So, um, I think Giovanni Bernard, Giovanni Bernard got in the, yeah, late, late in the game. They were already up by a lot, but yeah, um, you have him as a weapon. That guy's still in the league. Yeah. 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 Um, I expect him to be more of a little James White type, but it's kind of a different offense. So they don't feature him as much, but, um, it's nice to see him get a few catches, get in the end zone. Uh, that's what we signed him for. You know, he's nice depth. He's a vet. Um, but yeah, no, we've been running the ball better. Um, 
our receivers are receivers. Mike Evans looked good. Antonio Brown looks like he's gained a step, man. He's he looks quick. Right. Um, it doesn't look like he's lost any steps, you know, a step to me. So no, he's balling, man. Yeah, they're they're just balling right now. They're going to be tough like, to stop. They're going to be tough to stop. So is as bad of a thing as Antonio Brown went through with his mental health struggles, like you got to think like, of course he would have rather been on the field, but because he spent like a year and a half away from football, those miles aren't on his body. So though his like NFL age might say, I don't know, what is he? 31, 32. Yeah. He's actually probably in football years, like still in his late twenties. I, uh, I honestly think he's going to lead the Buccaneers in receiving yards this year. So uh, over Evans. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think, well, he, Tom loves him. Yeah. I agree. Tom, Tom looks looks for him a lot, and yes, he's he he's his deep threat, man. So I, I, I like him. I like him this year. They look good, and um, yeah. But anyways, they're going on the road. Um, they're going against Philly. Uh, they're they're favored only by seven points. I, I know Philly's defense plays tough, and I I think Hurts can can hang in there a little bit, but I still think it's going to be pretty lopsided score. Um, Tom Brady's okay. four, four and one in his career against Philly. Um. So I Good. just, yeah, I just don't think Philly's going to be able to handle all the weapons we have. So I got, um, I got Tom Brady and I got my Buccaneers in this game, 34, 22, uh, bucks minus seven. All right. So let's just swallow on the seven on this one. Before we move on to the rest of your picks, George, let's talk a little bit of X's and O's in this game. George, if you had to say like, if the Eagles do have a chance, like what is their chance? Do you think it's just pounding the rock against Tampa Bay? Cause I think Tampa Bay's weakness is their secondary, but the Eagles don't really go downfield. Yeah, no, it's, it, you're, you're very, I, we were just talking about RPOs. Like, yes. I, I don't know if that's the best defense to run an RPO on. Uh, no. I, I think they're going to have to change it up quite a bit. I think those linebackers are just too fast and they have crazy instincts. I, I don't know why you'd run RPO that much. Uh, right. So Jalen's going to have to be a quarterback. He's going to have to be a quarterback. He's going to have to throw the ball downfield. And if we start to see that out of Jalen, then we start talking about Jalen more. I mean, well, if that's, this real, that's starts, real growth. Yeah, that's real growth. And and if he's able to uh, not only throw the ball downfield, but also threaten with the RPO, it, it's going to get really interesting. And I and I know the Bucks are going to be ready for the RPO, but if he starts slanging the rock a little bit on these DBs, he's going to get the confidence. And, and Devontae's going to do his thing. It's it, I actually really like the spread on this and I'm taking the plus six and a half for sure. Okay. Yeah. So you got, so you got the bucks winning a uh, competitive football game on the road. Dude, I would not be surprised if the Eagles win this game. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. I think that they're going to get pressure on Tom Brady. Absolutely. I think they have one of the best defensive lines in the league that no one's talking about. You know, Fletcher I love Cox, the DTs. Fletcher Cox is an absolute beast. Yes. They're getting more confidence after the last win against Carolina. Why are they six and a half underdogs? Well, we talked about it last week. We're like, why is Carolina only a three or three and a half point favorite? Let's <laughs> just roll his eyes, bro. But no, Vegas. <laughs> You're acting like Tampa Bay's offensive line's not good. They got a great O line. Like Tom Brady's not getting touched. He he'll he may get sacked. I'll, I'll give him a sack or so this game, but I don't think he's going to be under constant pressure this game. I really don't. The Bucks do have a good old line, but the past couple weeks, I mean, when you're going up against the pass rushes of the Falcons and the Dolphins, <laughs> there's not a whole lot of pressure there, bro. Like Great old Javon, line, bro. Yeah. Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox are a fucking problem, dude. So I think Tom is going to have some big men diving in his feet, and I think they make him uncomfortable. My two keys to Philadelphia's victory, although I don't think they're going to get it, I am picking the Bucks. 
Let those let those big defensive tackles give some pressure on Tom. Maybe force a turnover, as I said. Um, Darius Slay had two picks last week. Steven Nelson, Steven Nelson also had an interception. Watch out for Anthony Harris as well as from the safety position. So I think the Eagles might get a turnover to keep them in this game. And although Jalen hasn't been throwing the ball downfield, I do think that Philadelphia has the weapons to expose the weakness of the Buccaneers, which is the secondary. Devontae Smith has played great as a rookie. Jalen Rager hasn't flashed, no, but he does have down. Bum, bro. I don't know if he's a bum, man. I've seen some catches he's made. He's like, he has downfield ball skills. So like, I don't, I don't, I know he's not consistent week to week, but I think if you give him the right matchup and the right route, he can expose this buck secondary. And I, and I've, I've, it's, it's such a, a dartboard play, but I really love Quez Watkins. He made another huge catch last week. So, so the Eagles have a few guys who can get deep. So if they can do that a couple times, um, George, you know, I always look out for you. I love you, buddy. I know in John Warman's fantasy league, you start Dallas Goddard at tight end. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Dallas Goddard has come down with COVID. And the word is that he's getting all of the monoclonal antibodies that anybody can handle. So he's fighting this virus like hell, and he's going to pull through. But, George, please go to the waiver wire because your tight end is out this week. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure if Zach Ertz is available. Clearly, he's going to soak up a lot of those um, targets um, that, that Dallas Goddard sure. would normally get. So maybe Zach Ertz has a couple catches. I like my and boy Seals, Seals with the Washington, man. Seals. Ricky Seals-Jones? Ricky Seals-Jones, yep. yep. I do, uh, do want to shout out. Richard Sherman, though, I'm not saying he's elite, but to come in okay. and have like two practices and then come out and start um, a week or two ago or yeah, the week before last. And then last week he looked OK. He actually looks pretty decent at corner. It's it's surprising. He's playing better than anyone on dude, our football team. So I, I, dude, I was literally saying I would love to have him on my team. It's and it's not because Sherman is an athlete. Let's be real. Sherman wasn't even an athlete when he was an athlete. The guy right. just has incredible instincts. Yeah, and he's you- incredible in, in in zone defense, and that's why he would he would uh uh, uh what's his name from the Cardinals? Jesus, Patrick Patrick Peterson. Uh, Patrick Peterson. They would go yeah. back and forth because Patrick Peterson used to call him a zone corner, and that's exactly uh-huh. what he is. But he's the best zone corner in football, and he yeah. was out there, and you guys grabbed him, and, and now he he's part of good. a great team. So yeah, I, I, I like Richard Sermon out there. I do. Yeah, I like Richard Sherman. I don't like the police tape that came out of him when he was drunk at three in the morning trying to break down his parents, his his father in law's door, and what? the police I had to use this, the I police had to that. use a stun gun on him. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, Richard Sherman had a very very bad night this off. I heard about that, but what was around? Like, what was the premise? What was okay? The- let's let's talk family drama for a second. Let me tell you guys a story. Um, Richard Sherman had some baby mama drama, and his baby mama was going to take the children away from him. So he got a little sauced up and he blamed the the father-in-law and the mother-in-law, his in-laws, um, the reason that he was going to lose his children. So he got all boozed up, drove over there, and Richard Sherman's a big man. He's 6'3", and started running into his father-in-law's door with his shoulder, trying to break it down to get to them, to the point where his father-in-law grabbed his pistol. Now, he does have a concealed to carry license, so he had every right if Richard Sherman broke down the door to shoot him in the fucking head. Thank God the cops got there before that happened. They had to use a stun gun on Richard Sherman. It was very ugly, man. But um, you know that, that that's why he, he was a free agent. So I mean, but he as you said, he is a Stanford graduate, and that's the reason. Although he had a very very bad night that I'm judging him on. We've all had bad nights. 
but he's a smart guy, and that's why he picked up your defense so quickly. I don't know if so, that's I mean, just alcohol, man. That could have been the trainer from Washington give him some deck of two thousand. Jesus you know? Christ, up, yeah. you know. I, th- I think, uh, man, <laughs> the comments. I'm sorry, I wasn't ready for that comment. That was <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I think the Bucks are a lot like Dallas in a way. Lately, I giving guys second chances in the league. Okay. I mean, you know, Jerry Jones is open. He, sure. he takes guys in that have had some trouble pass. And the Buccaneers Absolutely. are kind of doing the same thing. I mean, you bring in Antonio Brown, you bring in Richard Sherman, and they've done nothing but, you know, put their helmet on and, and practice hard and just work hard. And it's working out. So um, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, that's Tom Brady true. has a lot to do with that. Yeah, well, that's too. why we're well, getting these free agents, the point. You know? George, yeah. you're you're going with a Eagles loss, but but close. Or are you going? Or are you going hot take? Oh, picking the Eagles. I'm going hot Eagles. take, bro. I'm taking. All the right, Eagles, George is taking the Eagles. I'm going to go with a push on this game. I think the Eagles play competitive, but lose 27 to 20. And we will move on in the NFC East to the New York Football Giants, who are all banged up, as we talked about, and they're hosting the Los Angeles Rams, playing with a ton of confidence. The Rams are a nine and a half point favorite. Luds, where are we going with this one? So every week, you know, I take notes on these games and it's funny because a lot of times you guys take my thunder. Like you talk about things I wanted to point out. So you almost make it easy on me. (laughs) So, I mean, yeah. So like Saquon being out, um, it's not like he was lighting up the world, but still that hurts their offense. So he's out. Sure. Um, I'm with you. This is going to be the most lopsided game of the week. Uh, (laughs) It really is. The Giants are, they embarrassed me. I mean, I picked them to win this division this year. I mean, Mm, their their O-line has played better. Uh, Daniel Jones, I don't think they re-sign him. I think he's going to be gone. Uh, I think the Giants need somebody in there that can make some plays, man. That guy, he's too inconsistent. But long story short, I'll get to my pick. I am taking the Rams (laughs) 31-16. Uh, Rams minus 10 and a half in this game. All right. Luds is swallowing the points just like he swallowed them on the Bucks. Let's go to another game. I'm going to predict that you're going to swallow the points, and that is the Washington football game who will be hosting the surprisingly struggling Kansas City Chiefs. But the Chiefs come in to the nation's capital, and they are currently a six and a half point favorite. Where are we going here, Luds? Uh, two teams. You know, they're desperate for a win. Uh, Kansas City's been pretty disappointing this year. Their O line's playing really bad. I mean, Mahomes is under pressure constantly. Washington has a strong D line, but they this this defense, like uh, George is elaborating on, it's just not they're not putting it together. One, I mean, the D line maybe getting to the the passer a few times, but your back end's been bad. Um, linebackers, yeah, they're just they're they're. They're just not getting the defense. I'm sorry. No, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to be polite, but yeah, they're they're just not. They don't look good. George knows. I'm not going to beat him down too much. And uh, I think they're both they're both going to be hungry for a win. But you are playing Kansas City. I mean, that offense is going to put up points, and th- their defense isn't isn't the strongest. I think Washington can hang in there a little bit, but I got a uh, I got Kansas City winning this game, 34-17. Kansas City minus seven. Okay, Antonio Gibson under over 90 yards. Total or rushing? Total. I'll go over. Where are you? How about you, Lutz? That's tough. It's tough because I just feel like Mahomes, they want to win this game. Like, they've they've lost. I mean, they've got, what are they, two and three right now? 
or yeah. three and two, two and three. Yeah. No, they're two and three, man. They're two and three. They got a losing record right now. I think Mahomes is going to come in hungry. I just <laughs> feel like they're Washington's not going to be able to run the ball as much. I think they're going to get down and they're going to have to. I think Heineke's going to have to throw. So I'd actually would put Heineke over two hundred fifty yards this week. Okay. okay. Yeah, I mean, if they force him to throw, he's going to throw a couple picks. So. Yes, he will. All right, let's finish this up and see if Luds continues his theme of swallowing this week. We have my Dallas Cowboys on the road. And they will be playing in Foxborough against Bill Belichick and the Patriots. The line on this game is now Cowboys minus three and a half. Luds, finish us up on the East. Um, D- Dallas's offense, like I said, I think is the most lethal offense in, in the NFL right now. And I'm going to stand You're behind right. it. Uh, they're just so balanced. Um, Dak, I feel like, doesn't have to do it all. I think there's not a lot of pressure on him. He knows they're running the ball well. Uh, he just needs to sit back, make his throws, make some good reads. They're just playing well, man. They're balanced. Uh, I think Belichick will do what he does. I think he'll take away their their best weapon. I mean, maybe you know try to shut down C.D. Lamb um, yeah. and Cooper and just try to lock them up a little bit. But I, I, they can Dallas can beat you in more than one way now. Before you know, a couple years, few years back, it'd be Dak. Dak's really grown. I mean, you'd see Zeke really take that offense into. Oh yeah, uh, and th- and now to see him grow, and then the running game, and even Pollard still looks good. Uh, it's a good one-two punch. Um, I think Dallas. Does get the uh, the road win this week? I think it'll be closer, like you guys said. I got it twenty seven twenty, Dallas minus four. Yeah, seven twenty. I like that. And, and the more I think about Dallas, is the, the more I think about Kellen Moore. Man, the guy is great a, play caller, a great play caller. And he, like you said, when you said balanced, immediately I thought of Kellen Moore. And then after that, I thought of pizza. You know, because you know a balanced pizza, bro, is important. You know, not yes, too is. much sauce, not too much cheese. Not too much toppings. Everything has its place, okay? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Dallas has been doing, and that's the special sauce. So that's a nice analogy. I like that. I like that. Everybody do do yourself a favor and go follow Good Days Pies on Instagram because George makes Good the Days most Pizza, delicious. bro. Good Excuse Days me. Pizza. Good Days Pizza. I, 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 I apologize. Good Days Pies. <laughs> well, Speaking of pies, well, well, Lutz, let's you, get to the upset you, parlay, baby. You swallowed Lud swallowed on all four games. And let's get to the upset parlay. The first loss was last week, but I think you get back on track. Lud's finish us up. What is this week's upset parlay? Two weeks in a row, uh, Baltimore Ravens have gotten lucky, in my opinion. Yeah, they came out in the second half. You hate the Ravens. I'm telling you, man. You hate Lamar Jackson. I just want to let you know real quick, because the the people don't know, Lud's. So we all have our name in the bottom left corner of our screen right now, currently, everybody listening. (laughs) And Jay Lud's always has kind of a funny thing that he, he writes or puts down there. And today, he decided to enter Lamar is a bum. On the bottom left corner of his after a comeback right victory now. by Lamar Jackson on Monday Night Football, anti Lamar Jackson, yeah. I would say, I am, but I am taking the Chargers plus three <laughs> this week. Um, I, I, Herbert, Herbert is a top top four or five quarter quarterback in the league right now. Um, yes, he is. I like the guy. They're getting the ball and they're scoring to out to to beat Cleveland last week. The way Cleveland ran the ball on them and controlled the clock. Yeah, shows a lot. That okay, last year you didn't see Herbert come back and win a lot of games. They could they they came back and almost beat the Bucks, but couldn't pull it out. This year they're coming back and they're winning these games late. Um, I, I like Herbert, man. I um, yeah, I do. I got. I the like Chargers them late in the season too, bro. Yeah, 
Yeah, they're they're a solid team. Not a lot of people are, are um, talking about them, and and I think that's a good thing. I think teams like that and people sleep on them. There's not a lot of hype on them. They just come out and they keep winning. Um, Chargers. I think it would be that's a great game. Yeah, I think it would be competitive, but I do got Chargers taking it plus three. Well, both of those teams are four and one. So that's one of the best games of this week. But Luds is going with the first of his upset parlay with the Chargers getting the road upset victory. Chargers uh, over Ravens. I think Cleveland's actually three and two. Correct. So, yeah, Chargers are four and one. Cleveland's three and two right now. So and, and well, Cleveland's Chargers, favored, Chargers, so. Chargers are playing the Ravens though, Luds, and the Ravens oh, are four oh, and one. My fault. Yeah, yeah, fault. I was actually getting into my next pick. I got Arizona plus two and a half over Cleveland. My apologies. I like yeah. that. I like yeah. that. I like that. But uh, so yeah, I got Chargers plus three. Um, Arizona plus two and a half. Um, Arizona just continues like another team. Just continues to keep pulling out wins late. So. Uh, they look good. I like Kyler Murray. He makes good decisions. Um, Cleveland, I think, can hang in there. And uh, but I do got Cardinals. Yeah, plus two and a half. Do that. I like that. That line surprised me. Obviously, Cleveland's the home team, but to have Cleveland favored against the only undefeated team in the NFL, we all love Kyler Murray. So that's going to be another good game. I I, I love that upset parlay this week, Luz. I think that's going to hit, and I think you're going to get back on track with uh, swallowing a lot of these NFC East points. And I know I cannot wait to watch the East, wait to watch the upset parlay, and it all starts tomorrow night, guys. Be sure to tune into uh, Fox to watch Thursday Night Football, Bucks versus Eagles, and we will see you all here next week. We appreciate y'all listening to the NFC East. Boo!